Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is November 4th, two thousand. 16. My name is Phil Prosmatic. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. And going to be probably a little bit of a quicker show today because we've got a few things to recap, uh, you know, some some loose ends to tie up here as the week ends. Uh, but we do have good news. This is a winning week on Locked On Magic as the Orlando Magic win their second straight game defeating the Sacramento Kings 102-94 at the MY Center. I'll have a complete recap of that game as well as a preview of Saturday's game against the Washington Wizards, all heading into to the game at Chicago on Monday. We'll preview that game uh, and recap the Wizards game as well on Monday's episode of Locked on Magic. I'll also talk a little bit about Evan Fournier. He's had some struggles to begin the year, uh, but very clearly a guy who's happy to be in Orlando and talk a little bit about how he's played early in the year. And this was a good game to talk about on that because Evan Fournier had a big one. Let's get right into it. The Orlando Magic taking on the Sacramento Kings over at the Amway Center back home and playing like a functioning basketball team. I mean, I think for most of these first four games, it's been a a, a huge struggle. It's been a very frustrating thing to watch sometimes as the Magic offense gets stagnant. Um, they don't have a lot of shooting, so teams really pack the paint, make it very difficult, and that hurts the defense. That hurts everything that they do. And, and the defense hasn't looked great and hasn't looked uh, as strong and, and, and active as, as certainly everyone would hope it is. That changed completely in this game. The The good vibes from, uh, from Tuesday's win, Tuesday's gutsy win uh, at the end, those good vibes continued and... Uh, and carried over, and that's that's a good thing you want to see from the Magic. A little bit of a slow start, not not a particularly bad start at all, with DeMarcus Cousins and Rudy Gay uh, getting their work in early. But you know, Gay was then brought under control. Cousins was Cousins. He's a really really good player. But the Magic made stops when they had to. Once again, fourth quarter. 18-16, to the Magic win a second straight game by scoring less than 20 points in the fourth quarter. I don't know how many times that's happened in Magic history, but I can tell you that's typically not a formula for success. Yet, in each of the two wins, the Magic have buckled down and played some stellar defense in the fourth quarter without their offense. Let's talk a little bit about the turning point in this game. Uh, there were a few. The first one I want to note is, uh, we'll start at the end. Uh, the Magic were leading fairly comfortable, had their first double-digit lead of the season. Uh, is you know That's not, you know... Yeah, it took five games to get in, get to that, but but they had their first double-digit lead of the season. They looked, they were trying to hold on, and and the offense was stuck in the mud. The Magic shot about thirty percent in the fourth quarter. It wasn't a good shooting night, uh, or good shooting quarter uh, at that point. And the offense was struggling, and the Magic went to their two workhorses. That's Nikola Vucevic and Evan Fournier to close this game out. Up by two points with about three and a half, four minutes to play. They did get the ball to Vucevic on Willie Cauley Stein. 
Kali Stein plays some good defense, and Vucevic hits a turnaround jumper to make it a four-point game. Magic get a stop on the other end, get to the foul line, start parading to the foul line, force some turnovers. They're able to re-expand the lead and take home the win. What's really important about that, I think, is Nikola Vucevic made only four of 11 shots, yet they still trusted him to make the big shot when it matters. 10 points, 9 rebounds for Vucevic. Uh, played pretty well. He got his shot at DeMarcus Cousins at the end and held his ground. I think Frank Vogel even said, this is, you know, Vuce, you know, we had we wanted to try at the end of the game to have Ibaka come and give help on that, uh, but uh, have give help on Cousins, and, and, they, and they needed it because DeMarcus Cousins had 33 points on the game, 12 for 20 shooting. But Vucevic did such a good job, they didn't need to give that help as often, and uh, a good, uh, a, a solid game for Nikola Vucevic outside of his shooting. Uh, did a lot of the other things the Magic needed and, and certainly benefited from the Kings playing a larger lineup. Evan Fournier also had a big game. 29 points, 10 for 15 shooting, 3 for 7 from beyond the arc. Had 12 points in the third quarter as the Magic really built up their lead, really began to pull away in this game uh, uh, and, and have control over over things for the remainder. Uh was just reliable, and this is what we know about Evan Fournier, is he just makes the right plays. You know, you put him in the, give him the ball in kind of a pick-and-roll situation, uh, he's gonna kind of weave in and out, um, he's gonna be very, very patient, not make any mistakes, not, you know, too, too many turnovers, um, he had three turnovers in this game, so I guess uh, that's not the best example, uh, but He's going to make the right play, whether it's for himself or someone else. And he struggled to shoot the ball, but tonight made a baskets. I'll talk a little bit more about Evan uh, in a little bit. The other big turning point, though, came in the second quarter, in, in the first half. The Magic were uh, skating by. They, they were struggling a little bit. Cousins was being a bull down low. Ibaka really couldn't handle him well. Uh, Biombo got a turn on him, held his ground well, but didn't do a whole lot either. And then Vucevic came in at the end. Uh, there's a lot of uh, magic had needed a big team effort to 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 get him under control, but Cousins had himself a game tonight. But Rudy Gay was also having himself a game. Rudy Gay made his first five shots. He scored ten points, I believe, in the first quarter, uh, and that was not good. The Magic lost contact with him a few times, and he was able to to get himself going, uh, even with Aaron Gordon playing some solid defense. That began to change, though, as. The game went on. Gordon's physicality, Gordon's defense did a much better job on Gay. Held him to 16 points, 6 for 13 shooting. So after making his first five shots, he made one of his next eight. But Rudy Gay was big in the first quarter. Helped Sacramento get out to the early lead. But things changed in the second quarter. For the first time, things changed in the second quarter for the better for the Orlando Magic. And that was because of the play of Bismack Biombo, of Jeff Green, and DJ Augustin coming off the bench. DJ Augustin scores eight points, 3 for 8 shooting, 2 for 4 from beyond the arc. Uh, really Brought some good energy off the bench. Uh, was able to get into the paint. Had, had a really nasty step-back move uh, to drain a three-pointer. It seemed like it touched every part of the rim. Uh, that one actually might have come off of a Biombo offensive rebound because, frankly, Bismack Biombo is just a ball of energy and just does so many things for the Magic. Uh, he blocked Omri Caspi at least twice. Uh, once, like, devastatingly at the rim. Just two hands, stuffed a dunk. Uh, really incredible, just brought so much energy. Everyone else was playing at a higher level because of the energy Biombo brought, and he grabbed nine rebounds, three offensive, six uh, defensive rebounds, changed the game with his ability to block shots, get offensive rebounds, give the Magic second chances, and the Magic took advantage of those second chances, 23 points, uh, 23 second chance points, uh, when they, they were able to get stops throughout the game, and, and I think this is the big takeaway from this game is 
this game is how the Magic want to play. In so many ways, this game is how the Magic want to play. They were moving the ball decently well on offense. They were getting open shots even with the constricted space, and there's going to be some ugly moments because of that constricted space. Uh, but they were able to get open shots, able to get out in transition because they were getting they were getting defensive stops uh, and able to find shooters because of it. Whether it was Jeff Green, he, he made his threes tonight, three for four from beyond the arc to score 15 points. Whether it was Evan Fournier, whether it was even Serge Ibaka. I mean, Serge had one of six, he scored 17 points. They just found a way to score points, to get places where they needed to be and to score. And frankly... It was the best game the Magic have played all season in this young season, and it was a vision of what this team wants to be and, and a really encouraging game from the Orlando Magic. That's one of the few complete performances that I've seen, you know, being with the Orlando Magic. So that's very inspiring and um, reassuring that this team, this team can be great. You know, we are great. Um, we just need to put everything into place. That's some pretty strong words from Aaron Gordon. Finished tonight with 13 points, 10 rebounds, uh, 5 for 10 shooting. Just a, I think the games we're going to expect from Aaron Gordon, especially as he's still trying to figure things out as a three or games like this, scores maybe 13, 14, 15, 16 points per game. Points, uh, rebound gets 10, 8, 9, 10 rebounds. Uh, fills a lot of gaps. Does a lot of does a lot of good things. And some nights he's going to get hot and make make some make some threes. And he certainly felt very confident tonight. So. Uh, you know, I, I'm personally very happy with how Aaron Gordon's developed and, and we'll discuss, I'm sure, uh, at a future date uh, a little bit more about how the experiment at the three is going. Certainly tonight, defensively, how he defended Rudy Gay, uh, really closed him down, shut him down after that strong first quarter uh, was a good sign for the Magic and his prospects at the three uh, as well as what he does uh, defensively at that position. Uh, specifically. Uh, What I take away from this game, though, is that mentality that this was one of the most complete games the Magic have have played all year, or certainly the most complete game the Magic played all year. I don't know if it's the most complete game they played since Gordon joined the Magic. It's certainly one of the most complete games that is the most complete game they played all year and something to continue building on. Uh, Frank Vogel has said for a long time, it's going to take some time to gel. It's going to take some time to get on the same page. And yes, their two wins are against the Philadelphia 76ers, who are considered you know one of the worst teams in the league, as well as um, the Sacramento Kings, which while they do have some talent and some top-end talent, are not considered playoff teams. These are two teams that the Magic should expect to beat. But considering where this team was, and, and think about where this team was even at halftime against Philadelphia. There's very real panic among Magic fans. There's very real concerns, and I think those concerns still exist. I mean, the spacing was bad. I mean, you'd see them run a pick and roll. Uh, Alfred Payton running a pick and roll to Aaron to his, to the side of the floor. Aaron Gordon's on, and the and one of the defenders is just ignoring Aaron Gordon. That's kind of a reality of this Magic team right now. Is the spacing is gonna be constricted, and that's a big problem for the Magic that they're gonna have to work around and try and resolve some way. It's going to hurt their offense, which in turn hurts their defense, which in turn hurts their offense again. Defensively, they were better. They did a much better job keeping uh, their man in front of them. Alfred Payton did a really good job keeping Ty Lawson out, out of the out of the way. Uh, the Magic did a lot better job closing out on three-point shooters. They did a really good job forcing turnovers, 14 turnovers for Sacramento. 
the Magic are capable of playing at a very high level defensively. Bismack Nyambo did his job blocking shots, creating energy in the second half and the second quarter. Um, everyone played at a high level today, and you could just kind of see that confidence growing and building. And if there's one thing that this win does, it builds trust and belief in what the coaches are preaching and what the Magic are trying to do as a unit. It's an important win in that sense, then. It's, you know, think of this like you're playing 2K almost. You know, you start off in that bronze league. You know, you you win your two, three games in the bronze league. You get promoted to the silver league. You know, you progress, the, the, the competition progressively gets tougher. Obviously, the NBA schedule, it doesn't quite work like that. But, you know, the Magic picked up a gutty win against Philadelphia. And, and say what you want about Philadelphia, that was a tough win for them to get. They, they could have very easily folded multiple times in that game. And they uh, they found a way to come back and win it. Take tonight's game. Take Thursday's game against the Kings. Magic were playing from ahead for the first time all year, and they held on to the lead. They nearly lost their their ten point lead in the second half, led by only two, and they executed and made plays on both ends of the floor to win the game. Considering where this team has been, where this franchise has been for the last four years. And some of the games that they've lost. I mean, I can name a whole bunch of games that the Magic have lost that they had no business losing. To see them pull this game out so confidently, considering everything that's happened so far this season, uh, I think is a very good sign. And a sign that, you know, maybe this team is turning some type of corner to becoming the team that everyone hoped for at the beginning of the year. Now, obviously, there's still going to be a lot of work to do. Offense needs a lot of work, and I think even the defense needs a lot of work. Um, they they got to be a little more physical still, um, especially in the post. They've got to work to bump cutters a little bit better. they got to close out on three-point shooters a lot better. Bringing down the turnovers tonight was the first game where turnovers were a real factor for them. Uh, you still see players kind of running into each other on offense. There's still a lot of learning that has to do for this team to reach its full potential. But it took maybe a week into the season. It cost you know, some, some hard losses some difficult play, but it seems like the Magic are finally at a place where they feel, where where it looks like they're playing a distinct style of basketball that can win them games and keep them in games and, you know, help them fight through adversity. This team's shown some fight. This team's shown uh, plenty to be encouraged by in the last two games. Of course, you're only as good as the next day's pitcher, and we'll talk about that uh, in just a moment. So that was a little long-winded pre uh, recap of the Magic's game against the Kings. Wanted to make sure I hit a couple of topics there as far as what my takeaways were from that game. Uh, I do want to talk specifically, though, about Evan Fournier and the game that he had on Thursday, as well as a little bit more about where he's at um, and, and what the expectations are and how he's kind of played to start the season. Evan Fournier was undoubtedly a huge difference in this game. 29 points to lead all, to lead the Magic scores. 10 for 15 shooting, 3 for 7 from beyond the arc, 6 for 7 from the foul line. Frank Vogel estimated while he only had one assist, he probably had more in terms of free throw assists or secondary assists. Uh, this was the Evan Fournier the Magic signed this summer. A guy who isn't always going to be able to create specifically for himself all the time, but is really smart about using screens, both on the ball and off the ball, is really good at staying patient and not going too fast, 
is really good about setting up his teammates and putting his team in a position to succeed and to score. To me, like the biggest play, the most the most Evan Fournier play that I saw that that made me think, you know, this is a guy playing maybe at a different level tonight than he had before. He had it was in the first half. He had Aaron for Aaron Aflalo literally on his hip. Um, he he was you know, coming off a pick and roll. Aaron Aflalo was was on his hip, and Vucevic was was rolling, but kind of a, a slow roll. Uh, the big man was there to kind of catch him, uh, and Fournier just kind of dribbled in place, kept kept Aflalo on his hip. And, and kind of probed the defense until finally he rose up for a shot, drew a foul on Aaron Aflalo, and got the bucket and the foul. That is, to me, the kind of quintessential patient Evan Fournier play that I think of when I think of what Evan Fournier can do. The other play that I think of is, is how he uses screens. He's very good at using flare screens specifically to, to get himself open for threes, and he's not afraid to take those shots either. Um, it's, you know, obviously a a big thing to have the confidence to take big shots, and Evan Fournier has never been afraid of that. This season, though, has not been an easy one for Evan Fournier so far. This this was the first kind of big game for him all year. He's entering the game. He was averaging somewhere near 16 points per game, but shooting 40% from the floor about 44-45% effective field goal percentage. This was a game that was due... He, I mean, he even said uh, uh, during uh, practice on on Wednesday... Actually, no, I think it was during shoot-around this morning. I've been missing shots that I need to make. You know, I, I've been... Not been playing well, uh, to, to say the least. And especially coming off a contract year, that's that's not what fans want to hear. Let me, let, let, you know, actually, let me let me pull that clip up. Let me uh, get Evan Fournier's assessment on how he's played so far this year. Well, I'm I'm missing a lot of easy shots right now. Uh, I'm I'm getting the the, the looks I want. Uh, I mean, against Philly, I was missing layups, uh, open shots, uh, you know, stuff that I have to make. So uh, I'm comfortable. I just have to make the shot now. And certainly, Fournier began making those shots. Finally, making those shots uh, in Thursday's game. That was, of course, recorded during shoot around, uh, after shoot around Thursday morning before the game, before he would score 29 points and lead the Magic to a big victory. Uh, really, it's it's hard to put a finger exactly on why Evan Fournier is struggling. Was struggling the way he was. He was getting the shots he wants. He's he was getting all the looks that he normally gets and and just missing them. And this after such a strong preseason, you know. This is pure speculation on my part, but I do think some of it was he felt the burden of responsibility to become a bigger scorer. I mean, I think there's so much writing on this season, both for the franchise, but also for several players. I mean, Evan Fournier got his big contract, and, and he said during during the offseason, you know, I was staying in Orlando. I wanted the deal done. It, it was, you know, it didn't change any of my outlook or any of the way that, that I attacked the game. That's That's... Not how I approach things. My approach remains the same. That's that's something Evan Fournier said a lot about about coming in with the new contract and especially with Victor Oladipo gone now, maybe being the number one guy. But I think it was pretty hard not to recognize that. Yeah, there there might have been a little bit of an effect of of being the guy for this team again, or, or having to take on a larger role for his team this year. 
uh, I think he and and certainly a lot of other players, uh, Serge Ibaka, I, I think would 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 probably fall into this category, and even Nikola Vucevic to some extent with his shooting. They're pressing a little bit. They're trying a little too hard and trying to to force things that aren't quite there rather than working together. And what really worked, and, and I think it's so important because the defense sparked everything for the Magic. And, and Evan played one of his better defensive games. He's really struggled on the defensive end uh, early on this season, keeping guys in front of him, keeping him away from the interior line and really working together uh, on that on that end. He did a really nice job on Aaron Aflalo. Aflalo... With Dave Ye- with Coach Dave Yeager saying before the game that he wanted to get a follow more involved, just three points, one for six shooting, missed both of his three pointers. Uh, that is a much better effort, and, and uh, you want to look at why the Magic were able to to really shut things down uh, against Sacramento. Ty Lawson, eleven points, five for nine shooting, five assists. Aaron Aflalo, three points, one for six shooting. That's a big reason the Magic kept the opposing guards out of the paint allowed one-on-one matchups to win, uh, and that's how you build a a successful defense. Uh, The Kings never really could get a pick-and-roll game going. Uh, A lot of that had to do with the work Evan was doing and and really building on on that defensive side of the the ball where he struggled this year. Offensively, he got himself back in rhythm, and when he's in rhythm, he is as dangerous as any shooting guard in the league, Um, you know, except for, you know, maybe... Clay and James Harden, uh, you know he's and Demar Derozan, who's who's been on the tear as well, um, and maybe even the guy they'll see Saturday in Bradley Beal when he's healthy. Uh, Evan Fournier can put up points in a hurry, and and he proved that again Thursday night and seemed to be back on track. Like with everything else, momentum is your next day's pitcher, and so that next day's pitcher comes Saturday at the Amway Center. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. And that of course, is when the Orlando Magic will take on the Washington Wizards. The Wizards come in at uh, 0-3. They'll play the Atlanta Hawks up at the Verizon Center in Washington, D.C. Friday before flying to Orlando. So that certainly, certainly bodes well for the Magic. The Wizards have really struggled this year. I haven't gotten a chance to watch them particularly closely, but you look at their stats coming into this game, uh, they are... A slightly better than the Magic offensively at 98.6 points per 100 possessions, but they give up 112.1 points per 100 possessions. This is a team that somehow has continuously gotten worse. I mean, I, I can't say, I don't think I can describe it any other way. This team has gotten progressively worse uh, over the last few years. Last year was supposed to be their year that they broke through and contended for a conference finals. Instead, they wilted and missed the playoffs entirely. Scott Brooks, like Frank Vogel, hasn't quite taken hold yet uh, with that with that team, and they're they're struggling right now. They're really really struggling. They like the, I mean like the Magic. They called their third game a must win game uh, against the Toronto Raptors, and they got beat. Um, they, they they just got beat. Demar Derozan had an incredible game. That's that's what he's been doing all year. Uh, and they couldn't muster enough points to, to to stay in that game. It was close in the fourth quarter, but they couldn't muster the points to, to keep it going. Uh, like 
like Sacramento in some ways, John Wall has kind of been just a tour de force all year. He is a very good player. I mean, he's playing at a very high level. The question is, are others going to join him? What I do worry about is that matchup. John Wall versus Alfred Payton. If you're going to watch a matchup, this is a big one. Alfred has struggled a little bit with with navigating pick and rolls and keeping guys uh, you know, out of the paint. The Magic's tendency to miss a lot of shots could lead to long rebounds, which is right in John Wall's wheelhouse. Um, you don't want him to get out in transition and uh, and, and just beat your defense down, down the floor. So you got to be really disciplined at how you get back on defense and protect the rim as well. Uh, I think this could be a big game for Ibaka and Biombo to, to do that. Um, outside of that, the Magic have to be very careful about defending the three-point line as well. Uh, despite the, the poor offensive rating, the Wizards do shoot a 50.4% effective field goal percentage. They turn the ball over a lot, which, very similar to Sacramento, bodes well for the Magic because if they turn the ball over a lot, that means they can get out on the break if they play sound fundamental defense. Magic haven't beaten the Wizards in a while. This is a this is a game that, that they need to win. It's something... Uh, it, it checks off a couple boxes that the Magic need to do. Um, the Magic said, we need to uh, win home games. We need to be dominant at home. And then also, we need to win division games, beat Southeast Division opponents. So this is a big game on that front because it's a team they haven't beaten in a few years. It's a team that's had their number and their division opponent. They're going to see them four times this year, three more times after this. Uh, and I think actually they play Washington like in two, three weeks after Saturday, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, uh, so it's an opponent that they want to gain some confidence in and and continue the good momentum that they had. If the Magic play like they have that, like they did on Thursday, there's a very good chance that they'll win the game. I, I don't expect them to have the same type of shooting, uh, ten for thirty from beyond the arc. That's probably too many three pointers for this team. They're probably not going to make ten uh, three pointers most nights. So I, I'm not going to bank. On bank on that right now, uh, so the Magic are going to have to really, you know, be down and dirty on the defensive end, like they were. Washington's offense has struggled. If you keep them to a half court game, they're probably going to struggle a little bit, and that's that's never been Scott Brooks's forte, uh, and that's certainly never been John Wall's forte, and and something that the Wizards have struggled with. So I think that's going to be a big piece of the puzzle for the Magic this weekend. Controlling John Wall, keeping him in containment, uh, as well as stopping transition, uh, protecting the ball on their end, creating turnovers on defense. That will get them. Uh, that will get them uh, to a chance at a third straight victory. And of course, being at home, taking on a Wizards team that's coming off on a back to back, also should help the Magic as well. So that will do it for today's episode of Locked On Magic. I want to thank everyone for listening to the podcast this week. It is a winning week for the Orlando Magic. Hopefully that will continue as the Orlando Magic take on the Washington Wizards over at the Amway Center on Saturday. And then they then head to Wrigleyville Championship Town uh, in Chicago to take on the Chicago Bulls. Should be That should be a much more challenging game uh, for this Magic team. We'll see if they're up to the task. Uh, but of course, first things first, got to get through Saturday with the Wizards. Remember, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Audioboom, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. If you missed any episode this week, go to one of those go to one of those services any really any place that you listen to, po- to podcasts search for locked on magic you can listen to back episodes of locked on magic even dating back all the way to the summer if you if you want to go back and listen to those i'm sure there are some some good episodes there too if you like the show be sure to give us a review on itunes give us five stars let us and the world know what you think of the show we do appreciate it it does help us 
gain more listeners by getting more notoriety on the iTunes uh, list, listening charts. Um, that does it, it. Every every ranking helps. And so if you you like the show, we do appreciate the kind comments. Uh, it, if you're looking to connect to the show in other ways, be sure to, to follow us on Twitter at Locked On Magic. You can also follow me individually at Omagic Daily as well as on at Orlando at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Uh, you can also like us on Facebook for more podcast-specific links and posts uh, throughout the week and probably throughout the weekend as well as I'm sure we'll be talking plenty about Saturday's game against the Washington Wizards when we return on Monday. I want to thank everyone for another fantastic week. This has been Philip Rossman-Reich of Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic. I will see you all tomorrow on Monday. Have a great weekend. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.